0: Welcome to News Points on the Air, a production of the North American Division of Seventh Day of Venice. I'm your host, Milan Medley. We're in the middle of the Thanksgiving holiday season in the United States. At the root of the modern day observance of this holiday is gratitude. It's a time to spend with loved ones and reflect on the positive things in your life. For gratitude isn't something you should put back on the shelf once you've consumed the holiday meal. In fact, research has shown there are tremendous benefits to exercising gratitude as a lifestyle. The benefits affect your physical, mental, and spiritual health. Our guest, Will Johns, pastor, researcher, and author of the book, Everything is Better Than You Think, is here to explain what gratitude really is and share practical ways to incorporate the practice in your daily lifestyle. Okay, great. Hi, Will. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Can you first define what gratitude is? Sure, I'd
1: be happy to do that. And um, I have gotten to the point where I simply define being grateful as focusing on the good, uh, the good that's in my life. So the person that's practicing gratitude uh, will... Train their minds to focus on the the good that's happening in their lives, um, and and for me, that's that's really become the simplest
0: definition. Mm. So then, would a simple definition of a grateful grateful person be someone who focuses on the good or tries aims in every way possible to focus on the good? Yes, a- absolutely. Yeah. So, what would you say? Gets in the way. You know, this sounds very simple. Oh, just be grateful. Just focus on the good, but there's plenty of bad, uncomfortable, negative that goes on on a daily life, hourly basis. So it may just sound good to stay focused on the good, but what would you say kind of gets in the way of us being able to focus on the good?
1: Oh, excellent question. Um, You know, when we deal with the the negative, the challenges of life, the the hard things. Uh, First of all, I just wanna say very clearly that gratitude is not in denial of these things. Um, Some people are afraid that if they practice gratitude, they're they're denying their pain or the pain of others. Uh, That's definitely not the case. But what makes gratitude difficult is our minds are naturally trained um, to focus on problems. And and we we naturally <clears throat> our brains will naturally find fault with ourselves, uh, with others, or with our circumstances, um just if we do nothing. And so that's that's a huge obstacle that we're up against when it comes to focusing on the good.
0: So we're hardwired to be uncomfortable. Would you say is that a correct thing, we came out, you know, it's like the default setting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that's, that's um, a way that you could, you could say it is just, it's the default setting, which means it, it requires uh, some level of effort and discipline to begin to train our minds to look at what is actually good that's going on in our lives.
0: Yeah, and that brings me to something that I planned on asking a little later, but can somebody just simply pray and ask God to make them into a grateful person? Is it just a prayer away?
1: Uh, I, I wish it was that easy because <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we could, we could all be grateful very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but unfortunately, you know, there is a little more to it. Now, of course, starting with prayer is a great idea and asking for God's assistance when you're attempting to become more grateful is a, is a great place to start. But uh, there's actually some discipline and some, some habit forming that is also required because we're up against the way that our minds and brains have been trained over the course of our lives. And, and <clears throat> it's not a bad thing, you know, that, that we naturally focus on problems that helped us in certain times in our childhood and in certain points in our lives. You know, We may have needed that for certain reasons, but what happens is over time, it gets overdone. And, and so we end up over focusing on problems to the exclusion of all that is good in our lives. And so as we begin to train our minds to see the good in our life, we will be surprised to see that very often the good largely outweighs uh, what is bad in our lives. It's just that we haven't seen it. We've gone through our lives only seeing, uh, you know, with the bad taking up 90% of our attention. And so it feels like there's not a lot of good going on in our lives. And so that's where the training and the practice of, of habits uh, tends to, to come in and help uh, beyond just, saying a, a quick and, and simple prayer.
0: So what would you say um, the type of training, um, or could you describe the type of training that's required um, for being able to practice gratitude?
1: Yeah, great question. You know, that's it's something that, the, the, the great thing about gratitude is it's something anyone can do and anyone can start doing it right at this moment. I mean, you don't have to, you know, it's not like physical exercise where, you know, there's an enormous amount of training before you can run a marathon or something like that. You can get started with gratitude right away. However, the more you do it, then the, the easier it becomes and the more likely it, it over time can become a lifestyle. Um, and so, so part of the training is just being aware of the natural barriers that get in the way of gratitude. So we already talked about the fact that that we're born with our brains kind of hardwired towards focusing on on problems and and what's wrong with me or someone else or my circumstances, but beyond that, um, there's actually a couple of other barriers that get in the way. And if we're aware of those, that helps us um, pay attention to things that can can block our gratitude. So so one of those is is the fact that we tend to feel vulnerable. When we feel joy, hmm. and so it's kind of a kind of a, you know, counterintuitive thing here, that we we want to feel joy, but when we do, there's a vulnerability because we admit, immediately think, what if I lose this? Um, and so I was I was sharing a seminar on this, and and um, a gentleman who was in the sen- seminar told me a great story. He said, he said, you just explained my wedding day. <laughs> How did I explain your wedding day? He said, "You know, uh, I had this great day. I was feeling so awesome, and then I had this terrible thought come into my mind: What if I lose my wife? What if she dies?"
0: On That's his terrible. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And that and changed his whole mood and everything. Then then he was down and
1: out. And his wife's like, "What's wrong?" And he didn't want to tell her because he didn't want to like put that thought in her mind and. So it was just terrible. And, and that's what happens. When we feel the vulnerability of joy, our mind d- goes into a defense. And the defense is, all right, let's, let's think about our worst case scenario so we're ready for it. Mm. Uh, but obviously that's, that's ultimately quite destructive uh, of our ability to enjoy the good in our life. And so if you see that happening and, and are aware of it, what you can learn to do is just to stay in that place of vulnerability and, and learn to, to enjoy it. Um, because that vulnerable feeling is also a very alive feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just one that sometimes we get nervous with because we say, man, everything's so great in my life right now. What, what if I lose it? Um, so, so that's one. And then let me just share real quickly one other major barrier that I've found And uh, this comes from what psychologists call the law of habituation. And what that means is that we get used to the good things in our lives and ultimately take them for granted. Mm -hmm. And and so let me give you a a simple example of that. And that's, let's say a baseball player um, gets hired by the major leagues and he's making $500,000 a year, and he's on cloud nine, he could not be happier. He's being paid to do what he loves, and and he's making a ton of money and he feels awesome. But then two years later, he becomes dissatisfied with that salary because a couple of his friends are making a million a year and he feels like he's been passed over. And so his mind goes from seeing how great it is to seeing how much he doesn't like it Mm -hmm. over the course of time. And so he takes the incredible benefits of his situation for granted, and he finds fault with his circumstance, <laughs> and ends up becoming ungrateful. And, and so, you know, uh, before we get too hard on on uh, the baseball player, uh, you and I do it all the time with things like our cars, our houses, our clean water, um, our relationships. All these incredible good things that we're given, we tend to just take for granted. And then worse, if we're not careful, we actually become entitled and think that, that we deserve this all the time. And if one little thing gets taken away, we get very angry. So, so there's, there's some significant um, barriers there that we need to be aware of uh, as we attempt to practice gratitude.
0: And you know the thing is with that example, of the baseball player, it's relatable too. Like I, I feel I can put myself in the baseball player's shoes, and you know you could see um, why, or in you know in a moment of feeling like maybe jealousy or like you know looking at your five hundred thousand. That's something I don't know if I've ever said if I can relate fully to looking at five hundred thousand dollars. But in this case, looking at that and saying oh. This is nothing, um, but you know, like you said, we do that in everyday occurrences too. So it's relatable and it's everywhere, but it also sounds like it's a part of maintaining good health. It aligns with um, mental health practices and preserving and improving mental health. Can you also explain, cause it seems like it goes beyond mental health. Like how does gratitude or what are the benefits um, for mind and body of practicing gratitude?
1: Well, thank you for for asking that because I think it does um, really does go beyond mental health. It does affect our physical health and well being, and it certainly uh, affects our spiritual health. Uh, there's there's incredible spiritual benefits from practicing gratitude, and as you can imagine, you know, in your relationship with God, if we can see and appreciate and thank God for all of the gifts that He gives us. Um, that is bound to uh benefit our spiritual lives and our relationship with god um and and in fact the the research that is out there in the literature shows that that people of faith actually have more opportunity to practice gratitude because they can thank God for things that that people without faith you know really can't like a, a beautiful sunset or or the, you know, the, the fresh air or the birds singing or, you know, things like that. Um, but gratitude is shown to, to help people sleep better at night. Um, it is shown to uh, basically affect their overall sense of, of well-being and, and life satisfaction. Um, and, and there are many studies that show that positive mindset is, is also very, uh, correlates positively with overall health and, um, you know, lower stress and things like that. So, so there are tremendous benefits to gratitude. The, the, the one that I really like is also that gratitude helps us make better decisions in the future. Hmm. Uh, and so when, we're, when our mind is in a, is a positive frame of mind, we're much more likely to make good decisions which then creates a positive cycle in our lives because now I'm gonna have more to be grateful for in my future. But if I make a major decision when I'm feeling awful and focused on negativity, I'm, I'm very likely to make a bad decision and then I'm going to have more pain and more problems in my future. Uh, and so it goes both ways and, and that's why I think it's so important to get what I call a gratitude cycle going where we, we practice gratitude, we feel better, we make better decisions, we have more to be grateful for, and then that just spirals upward uh, and can be incredibly beneficial.
0: How can someone, or how would you help guide somebody who is um, going through a tough spot, whether it's they lost a loved one, lost a job, Um, going through a breakup, um, you know, any of life's challenges that we all, no one is immune to, how can you maintain gratitude or exercise gratitude in those periods? Yeah, and that that was something when I started studying this topic, I was
1: was very uh, sensitive to because I was worried because I didn't want to tell people to just put on a fake smile and act like everything's fine. And, and so step one, when you're going through pain a painful time is to acknowledge the pain that you're going through and, and don't deny it. Gratitude is not about denial, it's about uh, acknowledging reality. And uh, so you acknowledge the pain that you're going through, accept the pain for what it is. Here's where gratitude can help you tremendously though. When Once you acknowledge the pain, you also acknowledge that the pain is not the only thing currently happening in your life, and so you say, yes, Uh, for instance, I've lost a loved one, and that's incredibly painful, and I'm sad, and I'm grieving, and I'm going through a hard time, and I'm going to miss them, Um, but that's not the only reality. There's other factors going on. For instance, there may be people that are pouring out love and kindness and sympathy to me during that painful period of my life. And so I can, gratitude helps me look at that as well as the loss that I'm going through. So I'm not just looking at my pain, but I'm looking at the bigger picture. The other thing I can say to myself is, you know, the reason. It hurts so much to lose a loved one is because of all of the ways that I was grateful for that person. Mm-hmm. So, and so there's you can feel gratitude and sadness at the same time, and, and that's okay. That's that's what we're like as humans. You know, it's it's the mix of it all. So so gratitude means we we don't have any fear of feeling our painful emotions. In fact, uh, in my book, I talk about the need to go ahead and face those and to process the pain and heal from pain Um, but gratitude allows us to be stronger going through those painful times because we don't just wallow in the pain we we see the bigger picture that there's still good in life and and we can kind of hold on to that as we go through a a difficult or painful time
0: yeah and that circles back to what you said beginning in your definition of gratitude is about focus Uh, So yes, you know, the pain, the negativity, you know, this part of life, and it will happen. But remember, you have other things you can not to diminish those things, but taking all of your focus off of the negative and the pain is part of the gratitude process.
1: Yeah. Yes, and if I may, let me add one more thing to that that I think is very powerful, and that is we need to pay attention to the story we're telling ourselves in our minds. And so if we go through a hard time and I tell myself a negative story and and I say, this is going to ruin my life, uh, sadly, that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. I will start taking actions in accordance with the story that I told myself, and, and it can be very, very negative. But if I go the other way with gratitude and I say, this is a painful thing that I'm going through right now, but I believe I'm gonna come out a better, stronger, more compassionate person on the other side of this. I'm gonna use this pain to make me a more compassionate person so that whenever I'm dealing with others, I'm more aware and more sensitive to the pain that they might be going through. And so I can, I can harness the pain, tell myself a positive story, and, and that, that's going to launch me in, in a healthy, uh, positive direction as I go through the, the challenging time.
0: I want to go back to what something you mentioned about people of faith, you know, have, um... people of faith and gratitude, basically. And I wanted to ask you specifically about Christians. Is it possible to be, can one truly be a Christian or claim to be a Christian if they are ungrateful, if they're an uh, ungrateful person?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, so of course, you know, we can, all of us who claim to be Christian fall short of the ideals of what God wants for us. So yes, you can, you can be a true Christian and be ungrateful, but I hope that that your Christian journey will start to, you know, some of the, the scripture passages will start to sink in, um, like Paul when he says, rejoice in the Lord always in Philippians 4. It's a powerful passage there, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, that some of those scriptures will start to sink in and we'll realize that God wants us to be grateful for our own sake. It's so we can be as happy as, as we can possibly be in this world and in this life. And so um, gratitude is not a burden that God puts on us as some you know, terrible thing that we're supposed to do. It is 100% for our own benefit and it benefits everyone around us as well.
0: Yeah, and how about you? How have you incorporated uh, uh, this, uh, this focus on gratitude and being a grateful person? How have you incorporated that into your ministry?
1: Yes, it's, it's really transformed the way that I, that I do ministry um, because for a while there, um, You know, about 10 years ago, I was in a church situation that that was difficult for me personally. But Mm. as I look back on it, I realize I was telling myself a negative story. And I was looking at the problems, at the things that I couldn't do, instead of looking at the things that I could do to make a difference, you know, in that situation. And so, in that environment, I, I, was, I was ungrateful. I was looking at the negative and it it uh, definitely uh, affected in a negative way my ability to do ministry. Um, but since that time and, and since i I moved here to the, the Beltsville area and started here at the Beltsville Adventist Church, um, I've been able to keep my mind focused on the gifts of what I'm able to do on a on a regular basis. And it makes a huge difference. And then the other thing that's that's so much fun to do is I, I use gratitude all of, all of the time when I'm working with my church leaders and, and volunteers and I'm constantly thanking them for the work that they're doing and appreciating what they're doing. And, and that's fun for me. Like I enjoy that and I know they appreciate you know me sharing that gratitude. And, and then I, I, I try to help my members focus on the good through um, emails that I send out. Since COVID hit, I've been sending out a weekly email called Soul Care, and I'm just trying to, to help my members focus on, you know, how can you take care of yourself and, and look for, you know the good that you can still do even in in this environment this crazy 2020 covid environment Mm -hmm. that we've all lived through um i i do little email videos once a week and i'll I'll focus those on on elements of gratitude and and often i'll work gratitude into a sermon in one way or another and 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 probably at at some level i'm doing too much that (laughs) (laughs) way.
0: Um, yeah, I've actually seen um, your newsletter, The Soul Care. Um, I saw two editions that you ran, and I'm really curious about the name, how you even came up with the name Soul Care. And you have a verse that's attached to it, I believe First Peter 5, 7. Is that like the anchor text for the newsletter? Can you just tell me, you know, you said it was about, you know, what spurred it was, you know, being in quarantine, you know, all of us with coronavirus. But can you talk about the name and, you know, the whole... Um, what do you aim to do with it?
1: Yeah, so I'm just wanting to remind my members and whoever's reading the, the emails that it's very important when you're going through a hard time to care for your soul. And, you know, sometimes we can get so busy doing ministry, caring for others, you know, doing good in the world, uh, doing our jobs, caring for our children. All of that's great and, and needs to be done. But we're kind of like uh, our cell phone, where once the battery runs out, it's not very doesn't do any good anymore. And so, you know, if I if I've got this and its its battery's dead, um, it 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 doesn't serve me very well. <laughs> so soul care is just it's about plugging in and recharging the battery and and doing that spiritually, looking for ways that we can. Reframe our experience in a more positive way. Ways that we can connect with God and, and trust Him with things that are outside of our control, and, and just find the peace and the joy that I believe God wants to give us, even in the midst of, of the struggles of this world. You know, no one no one gets a, a pain free life. You know, no one gets a free pass um, in this world. So so we're all going to have our our moments. But God wants us to have an, an internal joy uh, as we go through that.
0: Why do you think, um, in, in your opinion, is gratitude a popular topic um, that's preached from pulpits? And if you don't think so, why do you think, why do you think that is? Like it's, it, and maybe not even from pulpits. Do you hear a lot of talk about practicing gratitude?
1: You know, I I actually see it a lot in in a lot of publications. I see it a lot online and different things. Um, I see a lot of people, even in the secular world, talking about gratitude. Um, You know, it may be one of those things because I studied it for three years, you know, like, you know, I see it everywhere (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I notice it more. And, of course, people know that that's been my study and they send me all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think... I think it it gets a lot of attention in the last twenty years um, because I think people have realized it's such a key component to having uh a a satisfying and joyful life you know it it's just it's something that we all recognize that without it we we probably won't experience a lot of joy um and and in fact it's possible. That the more affluent we are, the more blessings we actually have, the easier it is to take all of that for granted mm-hmm. and become ungrateful. And so, in our in our you know wealthy Western uh, culture, if we don't practice gratitude, we can actually you know risk becoming very um, petty and and ungrateful and entitled. And so I think it's it's something that, you know, our culture is recognizing, you know, we all need more of. And, and um, you know, as far as the church goes and hearing it in the, in the pulpit, um, you know, I probably haven't heard it as much, you know, in that sphere for whatever reason. And, you know, I, I can't say exactly, you know, why. I, I know for myself until I started studying it, uh, I, I never thought it was a big deal. I just thought, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, but as I studied it for three years, I realized, you know, this can be completely life-changing and, and that's what, what ultimately motivated me to take the dissertation that I had written, take that information and and write it into an accessible book that I wanted to make available to everyone. Uh, because I just believe it's been life-changing for me and I think it, it can be, can be for, for whoever you know, learns the simple practices and, and and puts it into practice in their own lives.
0: Yeah, you're right in terms of like, um, I, you know, I grew up in the church, and like you hear uh, mm-hmm. Be Grateful, like you hear that in songs, you hear, you know, you see it in some scripture, and it and not until fairly recently, and then until like I discovered your work, that you realize that it can be a lifestyle. It's gratitude is, you know, kind of, Uh, refined or defined to maybe Thanksgiving season. So this season now everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. There's decor in stores that says be grateful. So, you know, it's everywhere now in November, you know, October, November, and then it's gone from, you know, the popular um, uh, conscious, you know, so we don't see it as much. Um, So it's like, okay, yeah, gratitude. That's for Thanksgiving, November's for Thanksgiving dinner. But you know, it's just interesting, and it's a, a refreshing um, thought to know that gratitude can be a lifestyle and not just a one-time occurrence.
1: Yeah, and if I could just add one thing to that, is it's when 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 you really get it, like when when you practice it enough that it becomes a lifestyle, when it becomes a mindset, what you can start to do is you can actually catch your mind telling you negative stories and and you can push back on those and intentionally tell yourself a positive story instead mm-hmm. and and when that happens you'll be incredibly amazed at, at how different your life looks and feels um, just because of that you know and that that to me uh, is the thing I'm most excited about with gratitude is is my outside world, can stay exactly the same,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I can see it differently. And, and so, and when I see it differently, uh, it's one of the reasons I, I put um, glasses on the cover of, of my book, is I see gratitude as like a pair of lenses that we can see our entire lives through, and it and all of a sudden there's more possibility, There's there's more good things going on. Nothing's actually changed on the outward, Mm-hmm. I feel totally different inwardly, and, and that's what I'm so excited about.
0: What are some of those practical tips and tools that you mentioned? How can people uh, practice gratitude beyond the Thanksgiving holiday?
1: <laughs> yes, and, and you know it really comes down to this is you don't have to understand any of the reasons why gratitude will benefit you or help you or this or that. All you really have to do is just do it. Uh, It's just like exercise. You don't need to know the science behind it. You could just go walking, go running, go do something and you'll benefit. And and so the simplest, most straightforward practice and, and most powerful and effective is to do a gratitude journal. Just write down every day three things you're grateful for. You know, very, very simple. Uh, however, the research shows people struggle with that one and, and they tend to kind of stop doing it over time. And so another great way to add gratitude into your daily life is to just always start whatever prayer you pray with a prayer, with gratitude. So, you know, you've probably heard that in church at times, you know, start your prayers with thanksgiving. It's It really is a powerful practice because... If you're going to pray anyway, then you add this Thanksgiving element and eventually it becomes a habit. Uh, another easy one that I love to do, and I've been doing it all through COVID, is practice gratitude when you go walking in nature. And so get outside, go for a little walk, and then go through gratitude as you're walking. And
0: list and things you're grateful for as you're walking?
1: Yeah, yeah, just, just think it or say it out loud or, or thank God for it. Um, but it's, it's a very, very simple, easy practice, mm-hmm. and I promise you, you'll feel about 10 times better when you get back as when you started. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a great practice for me through this COVID season. Um, another one that we, would, we don't often think about is you can share gratitude with another person. So you call someone on the phone, you see someone in person, whatever. We tend to be like, oh man, I had you know. We tend to share a negative up right up up front, but we can train ourselves to say, oh man, this this really great thing happened, and I, I have to share it. And and not only do we bless ourselves, but we're actually blessing the other person when we do that. We're we're lifting their mood. We're helping them feel better. Um, so that's that's a fantastic one. And then and then the final one that can fit into a busy lifestyle is practice gratitude when you're driving in your car. We all drive places, so you don't have to add any extra time into your day. Uh, just, just start going over, you know, as you're driving along. Uh, just focus your mind, you know, what, what went well today? What can I thank God for? What can I feel good about? And any of these practices, if you do even one or two minutes of gratitude practice a day, it will start to make a difference the more the better, but any, any
0: tiny bit
1: will make a difference and you'll start noticing these
0: benefits uh, that we were talking about earlier. I feel like I feel better just listening to gratitude. I'm not even like pra- listening, listening anything right now, but just the you know, thinking about gratitude and this conversation and the benefits. Um, I don't know, I feel better. So you know, imagine how much better one could feel Actually, enacting these very simple and practical um, tools you listed. This has been great. Um, Any other thoughts you'd like to add?
1: Um, I guess I would just make a quick plug for my book, if that's okay. And uh, and that's um, if you're interested in more information, it's it's available on Amazon. It's called "Everything Is Better Than You Think," Um, and uh, you look that up and that will give whoever is listening even more information
0: on gratitude yeah absolutely absolutely thank you so much well I'm really grateful for this time
1: thank you for having me
0: thank you for tuning in to this episode of news points on the air news points on the air is produced edited and hosted by me Milan Medley the executive producers are Dan Weber, Julio Munoz, and Kimberly Moran. Graphics are by Jonathan LaPointe. Listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Share with your friends, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe to News Points, a weekly digital newsletter with news stories, special announcements, and ministry resources. Visit NAD. Avanist.org, then click on news. If you have questions or comments, send them on in to on the air at nadavenus.org. That's it for this week. We'll be back in December.